0: You're listening to the Fortress Church audio podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Let's listen in to our lead pastor, Randy Garcia, from this past Sunday's message. So open up your Bibles and tune in. Today is part two of our sermon series, The Devil's Tactics. And Today we're going to talk about the topic of picking up offenses because the, the devil would love for you to pick up offenses. What is that all about? I want to tell you about that because sometimes we, we, we just, we do what the devil wants us to do. Now, question before we get started and read from Matthew 24. Does anybody here believe we are living in the last days before the return of Jesus Christ? Anybody believe that? Okay. I, ha- I have a feeling that Jesus could come back at any moment at any day. I believe that. Now, in Matthew 24, you read a passage where Jesus speaks about all the signs of the times. And by that, we mean the, the things that are leading up to the coming of Christ Jesus. And maybe you're familiar with, with it, but he says things like, okay, uh, when you hear wars and rumors of war, okay, those are signs of the times, false prophets, famines, earthquakes, Lawlessness, 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 there is um, lack of love. He talks about the hardening of hearts. And then he says something in the middle of all that that sometimes we overlook as one of the signs of the times of the last days before Jesus comes back to earth. You know what that is that we oftentimes overlook? is a sign of the last time is when people become easily offended. Now, does anybody notice that that's happening in our society today? Yeah, let me let's read Matthew twenty-four, verse ten. It says, "And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another." I got to tell you, all you got to do is look at the news. Not only will you hear wars and rumors of wars, but you're going to read and see people protesting because they're offended, upset about this person and this person, you know, picking up hatred here and there. Uh, you know what? Jesus said that this is going to happen in the last days. I'm just telling you what Jesus said. It's recorded right here in Matthew chapter 24. Then many will be offended and betray one another and will hate one another. Well, how do we respond? The Bible is very clear. Jesus is very clear how we handle offense. Heavenly Father, thank you. For the privilege we have to be right here in your presence is that as we come together, we do so in the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus. We ask that you would speak to us through your Holy Spirit and through the Word of God. Today, Lord, we are ready to receive your Word, but we're also ready to live the Word. We pray that, Lord, this Word that you put upon my heart will penetrate not only the minds but the heart of every individual. We pray this, that you, Holy Spirit, would have uh, full, full liberty to speak and do what you need to do. We pray all this in the name that is above all names, in the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. Well, I understand that the month of September has been one of the wettest and rainiest months ever in the city of San Antonio. Did somebody, is that what it is? I don't, not, I don't always watch the weather. But back last Sunday, a week ago, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, there was about a three-day break in the rain. Y'all remember that? So I figured, oh, my my yard is a mess because it was raining so much, and I had a lot of yard work to do and couldn't do it because pretty much my my grass was pretty wet. So on Monday, I decided to do some yard work. So uh, I went out, and one of the things when I do yard work is... Um, unfortunately, I have weeds. Anybody here agree that weeds are of the devil? Okay, just a thought, okay? Side note, okay? So I decided, okay, I needed to pull some weeds. So I got out there, and I had my little my little pick, and I, you know, started pulling some weeds. And, you know, the, the ground wasn't completely dry, but it wasn't all that wet, okay, from the rains that we had had. So I had some damp mud, a little bit of damp mud, uh, really not mud, just damp dirt, so I was going around, and one particular spot, I, I, I dug into with my little pick to, to pull up some weeds, and when I dug in, I reached with my left hand to pull up the weeds, and about five seconds later, I had about 50 ants all over my left arm. I didn't recognize, I didn't properly identify, that was not wet dirt, that was a wet pile of ants. I didn't recognize that. Ah. <sighs> They trapped me. Yeah, they they had it in for me, so I ran inside and and washed it off, and uh, I was okay. I'm I'm doing okay. Don't don't feel bad. And but uh, you know I, I was just I was just mad at the ants. Okay, and um, but then I started realizing. I said, you know, that's kind of like what the devil does. The devil has these tactics to get you, and everything on the outside looks pretty good, but then the minute you you jump in to do something that you think is okay. The devil's got you. He traps you and I. And today we're going to talk about one of those traps, one of the tactics of the enemy, and it's picking up offenses. All of us get offended. People say things about you. People stab you in the back. People disagree with your opinions. But the question is, how do you respond? Some of you today have been victims of sexual assault or molestation, My heart goes out to you. That was definitely of the devil. And I'm not joking about that one because um, you were a victim. And God wants to pull you out of what was done to you. Perhaps someone falsely accused you of a crime or a sin. And they raise up certain lies about you. Perhaps someone you love betrayed you. How do you respond? Well, Jesus knows what it's like to be betrayed, and how did he respond? Let's kind of see what Jesus, you know, maybe perhaps you've had a, a loved one or a close friend um, be killed by a drunk driver. How can you forgive that person who took the life of someone you loved? Or perhaps you confided in someone with a deep secret only to have them betray your confidence and expose what you said. Or perhaps someone has tried to convince you that the Dallas Cowboys are a terrible football team. Those are fighting words. Okay, I got off track here a little bit, okay? Or perhaps um, someone on Facebook made made a a political statement and and a heated debate arose. How do we respond? Are we offended by those things? Well, I want to take a look at how Jesus responded, just for a few minutes. And and I've learned a few lessons the Bible teaches me because I'll be honest, I'll be the first one to say I haven't always done well in this area. Now, I'm doing pretty good now. I can honestly say there's not anybody in this world that I honestly feel uh, have ill feelings towards or hold a grudge against. I can honestly say that because God has taught me a lot. But a few years ago, years ago, yeah, I would pick up offenses. It's not a good thing to do. I would pick up what's referred to as the bait of Satan. Well, choice number one, here's a choice that I had to learn. Uh, You you and I have to make a choice too. Do you pick up an offense or not? Because in Luke chapter 17, verse 1, we read this. He says, then he said to his disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come. So in other words, Jesus is saying, you know what? It's going to happen. You're going to have offenses all around you. The, the question is, do you pick it up or do you not pick it up? And the ESV of that version, it says, temptations to sin are sure to come. So another version of the Bible says, okay, when you see those offenses, people doing things to you, it's a temptation to sin. Got to be careful about that. The word offenses here that Jesus uses in Luke 17.1 is a Greek word, scandalon. And it literally means a snare or a trap. The devil will try to trap you. The devil has tactics to bring you down. In fact, I, didn't, uh, I don't have this on the screen, but another scripture that describes this is 2 Timothy 2.26. That references the snare of the devil. Yeah, the devil is going to try to trap you and bait you. Well, Jesus knows exactly what that's like. If you turn with me to John chapter 13, verse number 21, this is an account of a conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples. And this is right at the end, right after Jesus washes the feet of the disciples. You all know that story, right? He washes the feet of his disciples, loves on them, and and he embraces them. And in the midst of all that that's going on, he knows that someone is about to betray him. Read with me, verse 21. After saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he spoke. One of his disciples, whom Jesus loved, was reclining at the table at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter mentioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So that disciple leaning back against Jesus said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is he who I will give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. So when he dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Then after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him and Jesus said to him, what you are going to do, do quickly. So how did Jesus respond? He knew good and well that Judas was about to betray him. He knew good. What, what was happening to Jesus? Jesus was in the midst of being offended, betrayed. Now, first of all, I, I want to clarify offense because there are two categories of offense. First of all, there are legitimate offenses. And then, secondly, there are perceived offenses. What, what's the difference? Well, legitimate offenses, there are sometimes that people just come right out and they're, they're there to take you down. There's some people who are mean and evil and you cannot trust, and they just do evil things to you, and uh, and they legitimately offend you. But there are other times that there are perceived offenses, and there's been a few times in my life that I thought that someone offended me, but when I kind of sat down and talked to them, oh, that's not the case. I, okay, I, I see that. Okay. You know, and sometimes, I mean, you know, the devil can play mind games with you and I sometimes. And we think those, that individual has said something or done something to come against us when really that was not the case. So in this case, Judas was definitely, uh, legitimately offending Jesus. But how did Jesus respond? Well, here's, the bad news is this. You're going to be offended on a regular basis. That's what Jesus said. You're going to be offended. It's going to happen. The good news is this. You don't have to pick up those offenses. If you do so, you're picking up the bait of Satan. Be careful about that. To another level lesson, offenses are all around you. Don't lower yourself to pick up any of them. Heard a true story. In Germany, there was a husband and wife who were constantly arguing Everything he did offended her. Everything she did offended him. Their husband was not doing, I mean, the the marriage was not doing so well. And she says, I'm divorcing you. And I'm getting half of everything we have. So the husband said, okay. You want half of everything we have? So I will give you half of everything we have. So he proceeded to get out a chainsaw and cut their possessions in half this is what their car looked like. I want you to see this picture. He gave her a half of the car. He gave her a half of their laptop. He gave her a half of the dining room chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take the bait, okay? Uh, but I think they had some odds against each other. I think there was some retaliation there. We live in a world where people get easily offended and and the devil is loving it. The devil loves it when you and I pick up the bait. It's a great book, and some of the lessons and quotes that I'm giving you today are from this book. It's called The Bait of Satan, written by John Bevere. We have a number of copies available for you there at the Ministry Resource Center. It's one of the best books that I've ever written because it's helped me overcome the perspective of how sometimes we pick up offenses, and it affects our spiritual life. Uh, Just want you to, if you want... To do the whole whole book, love to do that. We've done four different Bible studies here at Fortress Church over the last few years on this particular topic. And if you haven't read through it or understood this, it's something really good. So today is part one in our digging deeper notes. We're going to give part one is the bait of Satan. We're going to learn some lessons from John Bevere. So I just wanted to to give you that that synopsis there and uh, the reference to the bait of Satan. Let me give you an example of how the enemy, Satan himself, will bait us. Um, not too long ago, someone came up to me, hey, Pastor Randy, in the case of these football players who are kneeling before the U.S. flag, in the case of uh, of this, you know, not honoring the flag and social justice, what is your take? And I told him, I said, I'll be honest, It's so many people are falling for the, the bait of Satan. I said, I'll tell you what I believe. I believe every single individual was made exactly the way God created them. The color of their skin, the language that they speak, the ethnicity. I said, and I love and value every individual because they are God's beautiful creation. And I am for social justice. I hate it when anyone is mistreated or even murdered or killed or disrespected because of the color of their skin, or because of their ethnicity, or because of the language that they speak. I believe that, they, that that is totally wrong. That is against the will of God, because God created every one of us. I said, I support that, and my heart is crushed anytime, anyone, any whether it's a minority, or he or she, is not even a minority, we should treat everybody with love. And I said, On a totally different issue, I love being a citizen of the United States of America. I love to stand up and salute the flag. I love to sing the national anthem. I love it because this nation, the United States of America, is a place that was founded on the scriptures, founded on the word of God, and I love this nation. I am blessed. I tell them I was doubly blessed to be an American and to be a Christian. Those are two different issues. Now, I tell you what. But you know what Satan is doing? I told him, the, many people are picking up the bait of Satan because some people think that in order to support this, you've got to denounce this. No, it's a bait of Satan. Or in order to support this, you've got to denounce this. Wrong. If someone feels you have to, if you're supporting this and denouncing this, that's the bait of Satan. And so many people today are offended and picking up the bait of Satan. You've got to be careful about what's going on on our, on our society today. Okay? I love people exactly the way God created them. I love every one of you. And you. hopefully you know that Fortress Church is a multicultural church, and you are loved. You are welcome. God made you in a special way. God doesn't make mistakes, and I embrace you as a child of God. It doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin or how you grow up or where you grow up. As long as you're a San Antonio Spurs fan. No, no, that was okay. We love you in the name of Jesus. That was a joke, okay? Because <laughs> God loves us all, and so do I. God made us in a in a unique way, and you need to love me because God made me to be a six foot five tall, thin, good looking, athletic, twenty nine year old man. That's the way you've got to accept me, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm using my imagination a little bit, okay? <laughs> don't pick up the bait. Don't pick up the bait. You don't have to choose this. You, you understand what Satan's trying to do? The, the enemy's trying to divide this nation. The enemy's trying to divide this nation, and and, and sometimes we fall for that. Choice number two, got to decide what is more important, loving people or fighting for your rights. Loving people or fighting for your rights. A man and his wife were constantly arguing, always fighting. One day, the man was sharing his marriage troubles with his buddy. And he said, man, the other day we were at it, my wife and I, we were fighting, we were arguing, it got pretty bad. It got so bad that she started to get historical. His buddy said, historical, you mean hysterical? No, I mean historical. She said, you remember 12 years ago you did this? You remember seven years ago you did this? And I'm not going to forget what you did a year and a half ago. She was getting historical. Historical. They were at it. By the way, what does the Bible say? Love keeps no record of wrongs. Isn't that what the Bible says? Okay, so don't get historical. Just saying, just saying. Now, when, sometimes we want to, uh, we, we set aside loving people because we want to fight for our rights. Now, can we look at Jesus as our example? Did Jesus fight for his rights? No, he, he, he didn't. In fact, uh, let's read... Well, before we read from John chapter 10, think about Jesus on the cross of Calvary. Hanging on the cross of Calvary with nails in his hands and feet, a crown of thorns on his head, soon to be a spear in his side. And he had every right in the world to call on the angels of heaven to come and rescue him from the cross and take him to glory so that he wouldn't have to suffer death. Because he is the son of God. He had every right to call on God the Father to rescue him out of this torture and pain. But you know what he did? He let go of his right. He let go of his rights because he loves you. He knew he needed to die for you and I. But I see in our society so many people They want to fight for their rights, even if if it means not loving other people. John 10, 18, it says this. I'm reading from the New Century Version of the Bible. No one takes it away from me. I give my own life freely. I have the right. This is Jesus speaking. I have the right to give my life, and I have the right to take it back. This is what my father commanded me to do. Jesus had every right to do. He had all power in heaven and authority from the God, the Father. But you know what he did? He laid down his rights because he loves you. Can we learn anything from that? As Americans, as children of the Most High God, can we learn anything from that? That loving people is far more important than my rights. I've noticed in our society, people pick up offenses now more than ever. I've noticed that many people, let's take, for example, protests. Protests are on the rise. People protest for for so many different things. The People's Climate March was a protest because people were offended at climate change. Stop Watching Us was a a protest because people were offended that there are so many cameras in our streets today in today's technology. Last year at the University of California, Berkeley, four students were offended because they were told they had to take home their midterm I mean, they had to take their midterm exam in the classroom and they couldn't take it home. They were offended that they couldn't take their midterm exam home. So they organized a protest demanding that their midterm exam could be taken home at the Arizona State University. This university offered a class called Global Politics for Human Rights, where they were given the option that instead of writing a final paper for for class credit, they could, if they so choose to, go out and find a protest and get involved in a protest and get class credit for it. They're teaching people to fight for their rights over loving people just saying now do we have a right to protest yes we do i'm not, we do have a right to protest we're americans but just because we have a right to do something doesn't mean it's the best and wisest thing to do can we use jesus as an example can we use jesus as an example he loves us John Bevere says there are certain rights we have as New Testament believers and sometimes we have to say, you know what, I'm gonna bypass the right for one reason because I'm more concerned about serving my brothers and that, I'm, uh, and that I am about receiving my rights. And when you live like that, God is pleased. My friend, I just as, as your pastor just wanna say how much I, I care about you and I, I, I love you and I wanna support you. If there's anything I can do for you, I'm right there for you. I want you to know that. And I want to give my rights up because God calls me to love you. And I I know that in this group, there's people right here that have differences of opinion when it comes to politics. I understand that. I love you, right? Can't Can't we love each other? You have different opinions about certain issues. I love you. That's what, that's what I'm called to do, okay? And, and, I, and I sincerely mean that from the bottom of my heart. It means that I want to be more like Jesus. Does that make any sense? I just want to be more like Jesus. Here's a third choice that we need to make. We can either be bitter or better. When, what happens or how do we respond when we deal with offenses? Are we going to get bitter or are we going to get better? How did Jesus respond, once again, to Judas? How did, how, you know, when I think about this, this interaction, Jesus says, Judas, you go do what you need to do. See you later. Jesus, think about this. He had all power in heaven and earth to turn around and just zap Judas dead. He could have done it. He could have just spoken the word. Judas, you're dead. You're history. And he, would just fall, he could have fallen over. But he chose not to do that. He chose to love the person who was betraying him can, can we be a little bit more like Jesus? but sometimes we get we choose bitter, we choose to get bitter and not better now bitterness sometimes is a result from uh, we, we can we pick up an offense and we get bitter, we get angry, and it leads to other things now anger is not a sin, the Bible says. In your anger, sin not. In other words, there's some things that get us riled up, okay? But you don't have to let it get to the point that that anger turns into bitterness. That could be sin. Hatred, murder, all these other things. Anger can lead to that. Let anger turn around and say, you know what? I'm upset at this guy. I'm going to pray for him. That's the right response. I don't agree with this person. I'm going to pray for her isn't that the way jesus would handle things because we have our opinions but really our opinions don't matter when it comes to what god says god says love them god says love them john bevere says this bitterness is a root if roots are nursed watered fed and given attention they increase in depth and strength if not dealt with quickly roots are hard to pull up the strength of the offense will continue to grow The devil would love for you to pick up an offense. I'm going to go a step further because offense often happens in a church. And I'm going, to, I'm going to make a bold statement to you right now that some of you have come to Fortress Church because you were offended at your previous church. Now, some of you came on the right, right way. Okay, praise God. But sometimes we're offended in one church, so we go to the other church, a new church. Now, I'm going to tell you something, okay? We love you. We embrace you. But lay down your offense. Bring it to the altar and leave it here. Because if you are carrying an offense from what someone did to you, perhaps another pastor, perhaps another church, then you're bringing that offense into this body of Christ. Can I ask you, don't do that. Don't go there. If you were offended, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, because it does happen in the church. Sometimes we have this connotation, oh, why does that happen in a church? It shouldn't happen in a church. Hello, we're filled with imperfect people. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, the pastor said this. I'm an imperfect pastor. I admit it. Yeah, I've told you that before. The The only perfect person around is Jesus Christ. So you could be offended by any person in this room, and even me. And I want to say right now, if I've ever offended you, I'm sorry. It was not intentional. Okay? I love you in the love of the Lord, but what what I'm saying is, can we be set free from what God wants us to accomplish in life? Can we reach our potential in the Lord? This is what I believe God has called us to. And um, it's time to release any type of offenses. Toby Mac said this, Don't let what's been done to you be bigger than what God has done for you. And say that again. Don't let what's been done to you be bigger than what God's done for you. So, once again, one of the lessons I've learned is that when somebody offends me, and once again, offense is going to happen, I'm simply going to pray for that person. Why? Because hurting people hurt people. And if we could only understand, if somebody has done something to you, if somebody has said something about you, if someone has stabbed you in the back, if someone has betrayed you, and believe me, all of us have experienced that before. Can we just say, Lord... I don't know why they did it, but Lord, would you just, by the Holy Spirit, embrace them and let them know how much they are loved? Because if we retaliate, that's only gonna increase the problem. You know what I'm talking about? You retaliate against somebody who did something, you, the problem is only gonna get worse. Katie is 38 years old and she made the best decision of her life. She repented of her sins and made a commitment to begin serving Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. She began spending about 30 minutes a day to have devotions and to spend time with the Lord. She begins serving in her church. She gets involved in her small group, and she's growing in her spiritual life. But there's something that's been holding her back from being totally spiritually free. She still had ill feelings against her ex-husband. You see, Katie was married to him for about four years, and things seemed to be going so well until she found out that he cheated on her. She had never been hurt so bad in her life. She was crushed. She was angry. She was bitter. And for years, thoughts of hatred and retaliation were constantly on her mind. In fact, it had been affecting other relationships that she was having for years. But then the Holy Spirit revealed to her that this offense that she had picked up and been carrying for years was holding her back from her potential. She now knew what she needed to do. She needed to forgive her ex and release this offense. Now, she also realized, we talked about this last week, just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you have to trust them. I want to say that again, because there's some people that you just cannot trust. I mean, I'm just being truthful here. Some people you cannot trust, but you need to forgive them, and you need to move on. So she began to pray for her ex, and when she did this, not only, uh, now, we don't know what happens on the other end of the story with her ex, but we do know that she herself was set free. Her prayer for her ex released her free. She says, I felt like I was 20 pounds lighter, (laughs) and from that moment on, her spiritual growth has been incredible. I close by asking you, what is your life story? Perhaps you know what it's like to be wronged or abused or victimized or offended. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, life does that to all of us. People hurt you. But whatever that person or people did to you oftentimes holds back your potential in the Lord. Jesus knows how you feel. He's been there. He was betrayed, but he put his betrayer and the issue of betrayal in the hands of God the Father. I've given you the scripture before, 1 John 1, 9. And the passage says, if we confess our sins, then he is faithful, speaking about Jesus, to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I've told you this before, and and, and sometimes it's hard for all of us to comprehend that. If we confess our sins, if we come to Jesus, there's two things he does. What is that? Number one, he forgives us of our sins. And number two, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that what the scripture says? There's a lot of you here today that are forgiven. You love Jesus. Jesus has forgiven you of your sins. You're going to heaven. You're saved. You're redeemed. You're born again. Praise God but you've got an issue inside of you. You're forgiven, but you're not cleansed. Scripture says you got to do both. Some of you here today, you need forgiveness of your sins, and today's your day. You can be forgiven of your sins. Others of you, you need to be, going to part two, cleansed of all unrighteousness. What is that unrighteousness? Sometimes people do unrighteous things to you. Sometimes people make you out to be the victim, Sometimes you're the target of the enemy and unrighteousness comes upon you. Wouldn't it be great if today we say, God, would you cleanse me of all unrighteousness? I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to pick up these offenses. It's bringing me down. Today is your day that if you come to the Lord, He will forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. What a great God we have. Because when you are forgiven, and cleansed you are set free in the name of jesus anybody here want to be set free can we just give the lord a praise offering right now thank you god would you stand with me we're going to prepare for a time in prayer i'm going to read this prayer declaration that i wrote i'm going to read it through And then when I'm done, I'm going to go back through it a second time, and I would love it if you would repeat after me. I hope that this is your prayer as well. I'm going to pray this. I'm going to pray this, and I want to lead you into this. Lord God Almighty, I realize that the devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy me and my family. I ask you to help me identify the devil's tactics. I refuse to take the bait of Satan. Today I declare that I will listen to your voice and do your will. I recognize that offenses will come my way. I know that people will hurt me, but I refuse to pick up any offense. I refuse to let bitterness take root in my spiritual life. I will pray for those who do me wrong. I will love those who offend me. Lord Jesus, I want to be more like you. Amen. So be it. Now, if, that, if you want to pray along with me, I'm going to ask you. You don't have to do this, but if you... Want to pray this prayer? You can repeat after me. Lord God Almighty, I realize that the devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy me and my family. I ask you to help me identify the devil's tactics. I refuse to take the bait of Satan. Today, I declare that I will listen to your voice and do your will. I recognize that offenses will come my way. I know that people will hurt me, but I refuse to pick up any offense. I refuse to let bitterness take root in my spiritual life. I will pray for those who do me wrong. I will love those who offend me. Lord Jesus, I want to be more like you. Amen. So be it. Can we give Jesus some praise? Thank you, Lord.